Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's continuation of my conversation with Jeremiah Jennings with Growing Green Landscapes and podcast, uh, this is part two of our conversation here. We talked for so long um, that I decided to break it up in a, in a two-part episode, so it's not you know over an hour long one episode. But we just talked about so many great things. I had a good time. We never really talked uh, in depth, really. Uh, you know, we just kind of message each other on on social media, things like that. But we hadn't really. Uh, talked in person um, yet. So we had some great conversation. Uh, he interviewed me on his podcast. So uh, the the information for, you know, his, his Instagram and his podcast and everything will all be in the episode description. So go ahead and click on that and show him some love. Like I said, I, I, he interviewed me on there too. So check that episode out. We talked about a lot of great stuff there. Um, and, you know, so it, it, we, we, I just want to say we did touch a little bit, uh, touch base a little bit on uh, the GIE Plus Expo. Um, this there was already so much content that I had going on leading up to the GIE. Um, you know when he wanted to get me on, interview me on his podcast, uh, and then I was like, hey, you know, let me get you on my podcast too. Uh, but I wasn't able to squeeze him in before the GIE, so we kind of talked a little bit about the GIE. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to kind of get his reactions while I was down there. Um, after the GIE, but, you know, see like, you know, how it all came together and how he felt and his uh, perception and, you know, opinions and everything uh, uh, after, after the show. But I wasn't able to unfortunately get, um, get a hold of him at that, at that point, just so much going on. It was a busy, long, short week. If you, if you understand what I mean with that, and it was just super busy. Everybody was kind of pulled in a million directions and just, I know for him uh, being the first time for sure, it was definitely overwhelming. So I wasn't able to get that. I wanted to kind of get a little recap and kind of put that on the end of this uh, episode, but I wasn't able to get that. But I will say that he put out several uh, episodes on his own podcast about the GIE. He interviewed several people uh, at live at the show that he has on his podcast, as well as some recap uh, thoughts and a recap episode. They did a really good job, in my opinion, of recapping his first impressions and everything, you know, kind of going over the whole um trip, you know, and everything that he got out of it and his experience there. So go ahead and check that out if you want to uh, also listen to that to get, you know, his full uh, Im impressions of the GIE Plus Expo, which is now called the Equip Expo going forward. Uh, a lot of us have been talking about that as well. So if you're interested in that, definitely go ahead and check that out. Um, but here's part two of our conversation. Uh, thanks to Jeremiah for getting me um, on his podcast, as well as taking the time to be on mine at the exact same time, basically one after another. So back to back. So it was a good couple hours of us spending time together, talking, getting to know each other. And of course we hung out a little bit at the GAE as well in, in between all the hustle and bustle. Um, so I got to actually like, you know, talk to him in person and hang out for a little bit. So that was good too. So he is up and coming with the social media, uh, another, the, the next wave, next generation of, you know, social media influencers, podcasters, go ahead, show Jeremiah some love uh, after this episode, click on the link, go, you know, follow his podcast, check out his Instagram, follow him on there. Just give him a shout, say, you know, LCR Media sent you, you know, uh, his way so that he knows that we're giving him and showing him the support. I mean, he might be listening to this right now also, but uh, thanks, Jeremiah, for everything that you've been doing. Keep doing a great job. Keep banging out those podcasts. Uh, you know, I, I know it can be time consuming for sure, but just keep keep getting after it. 
um, and, and it will pay off. Like you said, uh, I, I know you enjoy it and I know, you know, the deal. So just, just keep putting out the great content and keep getting after it. And I'm um, hope you guys enjoy part two of our conversation. It was a mess. If you haven't heard it or haven't seen it, uh, you can reach out to me. I, I'm not going to post it on my social media. It's too gross. But if anybody wants to see it, feel free to reach out and I'll show it to you. But, oh, man. <laughs> um, it, it was it was gross for sure. But so what was happening was uh, we were trimming some hedges. And for the last three years, um, oh, we got a good storm. I hope you can't hear that in the background. But <laughs> no. storming outside, a lot of thunder. But anyway. More uh, rain in Alabama. <laughs> literally. We've been raining out the past two days. Uh, uh, this is crazy it's been raining all it's this is the wettest year we've ever had uh, wow. by far by far but wow. anyway back to back to the whole chopping the fingers <laughs> off so what was happening is i was i was trimming and i've had the same set of hedge trimmers for three years i mean ever since i've done it i just i invested in a set of uh, echo pulse pole trimmers the long ones and uh, as you know with those you hold the motor with your right hand and hold the pole with your left hand to guide the to guide the end yeah well I went out and bought a set of battery-powered Milwaukee and just a standard set, like a 21-inch blade, and uh, was going to starting to trim. It was my first bush, first time using them. I mean, like straight out of the box, like mm. not even a blade of not even a blade of anything on the on the uh, on the blades. Not right. no bushes, no nothing like that. So, uh, I mean, I might have been 30 seconds in. I might have been 30 seconds in. And I was, went to trimming, and I, the muscle memory of grabbing that pole with my left hand uh, to hold the trimmer, uh, I went to grab the pole, and I just stuck it straight in the blade uh, and, uh, while it was running. And it was uh, it was immediately, like, I kind of went into shock, but I didn't freak out. I didn't, I mean, I was, I'm very, I'm very blessed that I didn't pass out or anything. Uh, yeah. But I, were I you by your, at it. Were you by yourself? No, Ben was with uh, me, luckily. Ben okay. was with me, and then another guy was with us, but... Uh, luckily we were like five minutes from the house. <clears throat> so I, I mean, I looked at it and I was like, I mean, I, I didn't even, I didn't know how to process it. I just screamed <laughs> like, like yeah. something out of a movie. Like if yeah. you ever watched like home alone and, and, uh, when they, when they mess up, they screams, yeah. and just like, scream, like, like just, a, just a classic scream. Right. That's what I did. I didn't cuss. I didn't say anything. I just screamed <sighs> and I looked at it and I was like, well, as soon as I did that, I mean, I, uh, we had some paper towels in the truck, and I wrapped it around there and compressed it really good. So kind of, so they were hanging off. They were oh, hanging down, oh, and I kind of stuck them back up there and, and squeezed oh, them together. Man, and, uh, we drove to the house, and luckily Savannah was home. She wasn't working that day; she was asleep actually. So oh, imagine man. that walking into the room and uh, oh. hey, I just cut my fingers off. We got to go to the emergency room. Oh man, uh, but, well, was Ben freaking out? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does not handle that stuff well at all. Oh, he does not man. handle that well. I, if I would have freaked out like Ben would have, we would have been in trouble. Yeah. We would have been in trouble. But he, he hopped in there and drove the drove the truck back to the house. And then Savannah woke her up, and she drove me to the hospital. And How, What was her uh, reaction? Did she freak out? Well, yeah. Once She's we got kind of half hospital, asleep. <laughs> yeah. Once we were on the way and we got to the hospital, it was kind of set in what actually happened. Uh, she was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, she's a nurse, so she yeah. kind of – She's not a trauma nurse, but uh, she's but seen the stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's kind of more adapted to it than than us. But um, we got there, and it was uh, – I had a great surgeon. Uh, we actually 
it's kind of crazy how emergency rooms work, though. I'm, I mean, I'm sitting there, my, my fingers are hanging off, and I waited probably a good 30, 35 minutes in the emergency wow. room before I did anything. Wow. Uh, I was like, yeah, do you want to see my hand? Because I can show you if you want to. I mean, if you want to see it to prove that I need to get back there, oh, I can. Man. Uh, but got back there. Yeah, and if you're not dying, you're you're waiting in line, I guess. <laughs> that's right. That's oh, right. man. But had emergency surgery that night Put the, to uh, fix the index finger. And he put it back together, and it it did good. But he was actually scared that it wasn't going to hold. He was scared that it, that it might die. Mm-hmm. So we waited another week to fix the other two fingers that were messed up. Um, so had had surgery the following week, and luckily the index finger held on, and everything is everything is recovered has gone well so far. I have lost some mobility, but not too bad. I mean, I can still move them pretty pretty good. Lost some feeling here and there uh, on certain spots, but uh, all things said, it could have been a lot worse i mean for sure we went into surgery that night and he was like you'll be lucky to come out with a finger he said he said i'll do what i can he said i'll do what i can to um save it but don't don't expect it he said yeah you can hope for it you can pray for it but don't expect it uh but he he saved all of them great surgeon and then went through physical therapy for a couple months now um but we're we're wrapped up here and i'm just trying to get the strength and mobility back but Definitely, definitely a lesson learned. Uh, don't don't put your hand in a head streamer. <laughs> for, for, mess you up. for sure, yeah, for sure. But I want to know what what were you what were you like in all seriousness? What were you thinking yeah. about? Like you know when, when you were after all the crazy trauma and you're in the waiting room waiting and you're like that. In my mind, if it was me and I've I've had some traumatic injuries or things, whether it's someone that I'm with or whatever or me. And those are the times when you start to think like you're sitting in the emergency room and you're just like holding on your hand and you're like thinking to yourself all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Potentially like that's the time yeah. where your mind really wanders. So like what, and, and then, there, mm-hmm. and then there's when you actually see the surgeon and he's like, you know, I'm not sure if I'll be, you know, what I'll be able to save. I'm going to do the best yeah. I can. And then it's like a whole nother thought process before they, however long before they knocked you out or whatever, it was probably a, a short time frame then compared to waiting 30 minutes in the emergency room. But yeah. um, those are a couple key moments. I feel like where your brain, your mind probably was like, Oh man. So like what, what were some of the, there's my dog in the background <laughs> shaking, <laughs> but uh, what, what were, what were some of the thoughts that went through your head in those two different, and what, was there any other situation, any other time frame that you were in that moment where you were just thinking of like, what the heck happened? So the first thought that went through my head was we got to get there quick. We got to get there quick. Uh, we were pulling out of the neighborhood, and we sat in traffic trying to get out of the neighborhood for like a good minute to minute and a half trying to turn out on the road. Uh, uh, and I was like, oh, my goodness, we're never going to get there. Uh, but that was the first thing. But really what when we got in the emergency room and I started thinking, I was like, uh, the, one of the, first, the second thing that went through my head was, well, work still got to get done. I mean, that's what I was thinking, honestly. And, <laughs> and you know, as a, as a small owner operator, that's what that's what's going to come to the forefront of your mind of yeah. customers are going to be the, the grass still got to get cut. And it was, it was raining that day, actually. It was raining that week. Uh, we were behind, and I was like, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do now? Um, I, so I was texting texting Ben, telling him what he needed to do, where they needed to go. And um, actually, what crazy story, uh, they actually went to trim another – they went to another job to trim some bushes, and they had to go to Lowe's for something, and they were looking at a pair of head trimmers that Lowe's was selling. And his little brother, the guy that was working with us then, picked up the set of head trimmers, and he was going to, he like lost control and was dropping them. And he went to pick, he went to save it and he cut his finger on the head trimmer blades. Oh yeah. my God. 
So they told me that I was like, never touch a pair of head trimmers again. Like, just quit. Like, <laughs> oh, we're not trimming okay. any bushes for the next oh, few weeks. Like, man. don't touch them. Luckily, his wasn't bad. He had it. He got a few stitches and he was okay. But uh, that was that was what was going through my head was uh, work to get done. And then really when so when I was sitting in the room, the surgeon didn't come in until like eight. So it was probably like six thirty that night. I mean, and it happened at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm. It was an all. I waited all day because he wow. had his rounds. He was yeah. in his clinic doing his rounds and stuff. Um, so I was sitting there and I had a lot of time to think through the day. I was like, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? And through the day, I was honestly like, well, if, if I lose it, I lose it. Uh, it's just, it is what it is. And we'll move on. Cause the index finger was really the only one we were worried about losing. Uh, because it was the flesh was the only thing holding it on. Mm. I mean, when I say it, it was hanging there, it was hanging yeah. there. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I lose it, I lose it. It's okay. We'll move on. And when he came in and we were talking, uh, he was like, I mean, I'm going to try to save it. Uh, and I, and I, and I told him, I was like, uh, if you can't, if you can't save it, if you think we're going to have a second surgery because it's going to die off, don't save it. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever said. Honestly, <laughs> looking back on it, looking yeah. back on it. But in the moment I was like, I just don't want to have a second surgery. Like, I don't want to deal with it again. I just want to get it all over with and say, and, um, so luckily he made the decision to go ahead and try. And I'm glad he did because, uh, looking back now, just because I still have all my fingers, but I can't move them all the right way. And mm-hmm. I don't have feeling in all of them. And the, the insane amount of change that that makes in your life is crazy. So I cannot imagine if you didn't have them at all losing the whole fingertip. Yeah, right. exactly. Halfway down the finger. So, uh, that was, if, if anybody's out there and that ever happens to you, do whatever needs to be done to save that finger or the toe or whatever. I mean, that you've all heard the big toe is your most important toe. Like yeah. that's your balance and all that. If you ever get it with a chainsaw or something, dude, pick it up off the ground, take it to the hospital and put it back on. Like, <laughs> oh, don't, man. don't live without it. Yeah. Don't live without it. So that was, uh, that was really the, one of the main things that went through my head that evening was I was like, I just don't have another surgery. It's going to take extra time. I need to get better. We need to get out of here. Uh, but great sir. Like I said, great surgeon. Uh, he put everything back together and it was, uh, I'm glad he did. And it was something that out, if it ever happens again, God forbid something happened like that again to me or an employee, I'll always be, do whatever needs to be done to save it. And it's yeah. just, uh, it's a learning process because dude, uh, two emergency surgeries, uh, and hospital stays are not cheap by yeah. any means. Uh, let's just say that as well. So it's a costly mistake as well. Uh, it's a, it's a, you learn, you learn in your failures. That's what I always say. It's what Brian says. You learn in your failures. Uh, it's, you don't learn when you win. If I would have gone out there and trimmed that, trimmed all those hedges and, and done the job the right way, I'd have kept on trucking and, and life would have been as it was. But, uh, by this mistake happening, taught me what not to do next time. And it really, the the biggest thing is I thought to myself, what if this was Ben? Or what if this was his little brother? Like, right. What if this was somebody else? And what yeah. if it wasn't me? Uh, because then we would have gone into like workers comp stuff and it would, it could have turned out very badly. Right. Uh, so it, it taught me what to do when, when bringing on new guys and hiring new employees of, look, we're going to train this way. Uh, you can use these trimmers, but we're going to get really used to, like, I'm going to sit there and baby walk you through them. Yeah. And we're going to go through the baby steps and, and figure these out right now because you can't be making the same mistake that I did and losing your, your finger, your hand. And I mean, what's scary about it is because, so I cut it halfway down my fingers all the way across my hand. Uh, all, all the fingers got hit halfway down them, like in my, my middle knuckle. If I would have moved that, so let's, I'm looking at my hand here. If we would move that that blade up six inches, six eight inches, that's my artery right there on my wrist. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm dying. Like yeah. that's how that's how significant it could have been. I mean, we were we were in a city, but 
uh, traffic was bad. I, there's a ton. How long it could have taken the ambulance to get there? I mean, I could have died right. by moving that blade up six inches. So uh, I, I learned in that of how to train employees in the future, and I taught myself what not to do. So that's the long version of what happened and what I've learned from it and, and what I was thinking. So if anybody hasn't heard it yet, there's the full story. If you want to see it, reach out to me on Instagram or shoot me an email and we can, and I'll show it to you. I'm just not going to put it out there for the public to see because yeah. uh, it would, it would definitely get viewed on, on Instagram. They would, they would shut it down as one of those censor, censor yeah. pics because it, it's pretty gross. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I, I mean, I appreciate you sharing this, this story and being so candid with it. I, I think uh, it definitely sh- to what you said, you know, you, you learn from, from failures and mistakes and uh, it's definitely um, a, a big, uh, topic for safety you know i know i've seen some of the bigger companies around me like they got their guys wearing chaps and you know they got Mm -hmm. like you know cowhide gloves and all these things that can be like you know perceived as too much or cumbersome or unnecessary meanwhile you're over here you cut you you basically did cut your fingers off and it's like yeah you know not to say that you know, any of those things would have potentially prevented any, everything. I mean, like you had glove, if you had gloves on that might've helped, but what, what if, like you said, it was down further and hit your wrist and the gloves that don't don't come down that far, then what it's like, there's still always going to be a risk there. And I think part one thing, a lot of people don't realize like people getting in this business or people in this business or people paying us to perform these services don't realize how dangerous it really could be. Oh, you're just mowing yeah. a lawn. Oh, you're just trimming hedges. You have no, you know, like they just have no idea. I mean, yeah, we're not cutting down trees, but we're still dealing with sharp objects and dangerous things that can still happen to people. You know, like it's just yeah. not to mention just random cars driving down the street and you're over here, like maybe you're just trying to make your turn off the grass and you didn't see someone flying around the corner and they just plow right into you. I mean, there's so many hazards that people overlook and but you know there is safety gear and all that stuff that definitely helps but again at the end of the day wacky things can still happen and i mean that's why we need to be charging correctly that's why we need to train people correctly we need to you know not get lackadaisical on different things that's it that's that's exactly what i was gonna say is don't get lackadaisical in your routine yeah uh, because it it can that's exactly what happened it was i i had a routine i've done it for three years in a row i have muscle memory It, it just happens but uh, don't don't get caught up in that because that can really it can turn out bad for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, thanks thanks again for sharing that. Absolutely. So, so what at what point were you thinking of getting into podcasting? Was it around that time frame, or had you already had that thought in your mind around that? So so I'd actually had my had the thought in my mind. Uh, I, I it was I thought about it for a while, but I was like I don't know what if I have what it takes. I don't know if I if I can get the guests on. I don't know if I can really. Cause I don't have a big social media following. Uh, I know a lot of the, a lot of the big names that we, that we all know you and Paul and, and Brian and Caleb, we've all, I mean, y'all all have 10, 15, 20,000 in Brian's case, a hundred and something thousand subscribers. <laughs> right. Like right. you have a big audience that as soon as you say, Oh, I have a podcast, there's going to be a big audience come after you. Uh, in my case, it's not that way. I mean, I had like 250 or 300 Instagram followers. Like I haven't done anything. So it was kind of, uh, I don't know. The task was daunting. It was kind of scary. Like, uh, do I want to make this investment? It was, and it's like I said uh, before, it was, it's a risk. You take risk. It's just involved in the business. So took the risk and I, and I delved into it and uh, I've loved it so far, but Waco is when I, I brought stuff to Waco, but I actually didn't have all the stuff that I needed. I was still so new. I was trying to figure it out and I wanted to do some interviews out there, but I just didn't have all the equipment that I needed. So 
uh, we kind of postponed it and then started it right after together in the trades. But uh, yeah, it's something I thought about for a while and I decided to go, just decided to go all in on it. And, uh, and I've enjoyed the journey since then. Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine are family owned and operated and conveniently located in Midlothian, Virginia. They can provide you with the latest and best in outdoor power products to make your outdoor living more enjoyable. Combine this wide array of selections with their friendly and knowledgeable staff, and they're convinced Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine will become your only stop for all of your outdoor power needs. Go to terrysmallenginerepair.com or click the link in the show notes for locations and more details. Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast Merch Shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear. Thank you, my friends. So what what are your goals with the podcast? Like what do you where do you see it going? So that's a that's a good question. Um a lot of a lot of people have asked me that and so what it is for me is we've got so many now. We've got, I mean, you and, and Brian and Caleb and Paul and Julio Tomei and all, all these different people uh, that are doing podcasts. We've got multiple in Australia now, and uh, it really, it's cool. It's great seeing the industry really grow and, and the community grow and have all this content to listen to because I'd much rather listen to, to y'all every day than sit on them over and just fill my ears with trash and rap music and talk sex and drugs and all this stuff. Like, right. that's not what I want to talk about. So, um it's great that we're growing that way. But what I wanted to do is so for in your case, in Brian's case and uh, Caleb's case and all, and all these guys that have been in it for 10, 15 years, they know the processes of what to do. They've been doing it for 15 years. They, they know what to do. They can tell you what not to do. They can give you great advice on that. I'm eternally grateful for the advice that I've given that I've gotten from them. It, it has kept me from making so many mistakes, charged the right prices. Like I learned all that now. With that being said, I want to come into the industry as a 21-year-old and relate with all these people that are out there, all these guys that are commenting on posts and saying, hey, I'm starting out. I'm trying to make that jump. I'm, half, I'm, I'm, I'm part-time, looking to go full-time. I want to be the 21-year-old that's out here, and I'm three years in my business. I'm still fresh. I want to say, hey, I relate with you. Like, like we can bo- both get great advice from all these guys, all these uh, influencers, and, and people make fun of the term influencers. It's what they are. It's what you do. Like you, you are influencing people's lives. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, and you might be getting paid for it. Good for you because you are putting your time and your effort and your livelihood out there on the internet for everybody to see. So good for you. You deserve to get paid. Uh, but anyway, little little side tangent there. But back to what we're, what my goal is, is to say, look, I'm the new kid on the block. I, I, we're growing. And I know there's a bunch of other guys out there like me. I want to say... I'm in this with you. Anybody that's out there listening, I, I'm going through the same things that you're going through right now. Like I, it's not that I've been doing it for 15 years and you know how to do all that stuff. Like I am still figuring out how to get my prices the right way. I'm still figuring out how to get the route density that I need, uh, how to, uh, I, whatever it may be in, in what, in the lawn maintenance, lawn landscape and industry, I'm still figuring out what services to take on, 
how to hire employees. That's something that we've talked about in the past uh, is uh, th- that kind of stuff. I'm still figuring all that out. So if there's anybody out there that's like, man, these guys just haven't figured it out. It's kind of defeating. Like uh, they know what to do. Why can I not be like them? It's okay. They've been doing it for 15 years. You're not supposed to be at that level yet. They're just telling you what not to do so you can get to that point one day. It, it's, it's like Caleb says, an overnight success 20 years later. Right. I mean, that that's what they are. It's, it takes time. So I want to say to anybody out, who's out there, and it might be the 21-year-old or it might be the 35-year-old that is leaving corporate America to start his own business, uh, right. that I'm here with you. I'm going through the same things that you're going through. Let's grow together. Like, reach out to me. Let's let's do a coaching session. Let's let's help each other out. Like, I want to help you. I, I want to learn from you as well. Um, so it's just kind of a give and take thing. I want to give back a little bit of what I've learned from the community uh, that I've been in. I've only been in about the last two years, not quite two years yet. I've been involved in it, but uh, the the little bit that I can give back from the huge amount of knowledge that I've learned, I want to give back as little bit as I can, uh, just to to maybe help somebody else out there that was like me that was starting out, uh, help them not make the mistakes that I made, e- even. And I haven't had huge downfalls in my three years in business. I haven't been in business long enough. I hope to never have huge downfalls because I'm learning from these guys, teaching me the right way, the things not to do, things to do. But I want to help the guys that are out there saying, uh, look, I, I'm in it with you. We're going to take this thing on head on, and, and I want to help you along the way. That's great stuff right there. I, I look forward to listening along and uh, hearing all. I mean, every every episode gets better and better. You get more guests on, and you know, you have sa- yeah. sounds like you're having a good time. So uh, I, I can't wait I to, to keep listening. Yeah, I'm a talker, so <laughs> give me on there with a guest, and we'll we'll ramble on for an hour. We'll figure out something to talk about. It's just, I mean, there you our, go. our episode we recorded one, and I don't know when these come out in here together, but uh, it was a great episode. And if if you haven't heard it yet, go check it out because. Uh, it was a great episode. We got into a lot of stuff talking about your business and stuff. So yeah, uh, it's just I, I enjoy. It. I I love getting to meet the people and make the connections. And uh, yeah, I got to meet you. I've gotten to meet Brian and grow a little bit of relationships with the the bigger influencers. But and that's cool. It's great. Love making the relationships. But I'm also out there to meet the guy that doesn't know. Nobody knows who he is. I, I want to meet the guy that has 100 Instagram followers and uh, that is out there trying to grow his business and and learn the right way and help him along the way. Yeah, that that's a very good mindset for sure. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and before we get to the pod decks and, and bang out a couple quick questions there, um, yeah. I want to ask the same question about your, you know, about your business. Where do you see that going? What are your goals for your lawn care business or your landscape yeah, business? For sure. So uh, I, if you want me to be straight up honest with you and I'll kind of dive into it a little bit, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Uh, that's okay. I, I'm still fi- yeah, I, I'm still figuring out where I want it to go. I definitely, I definitely don't see myself being a, a core ballot and perfect cut or, or having some multi-million dollar company. That's just not, I don't have that goal. Like I, I don't have a goal to be a multi-millionaire. Do I want to have, do I want to make a good living for my family and be able to go on trips when I go on trips and go out to eat when I go out to eat, buy kids shoes, like ha- live a good life? Yes. But at the same time, I, I'm not living for money. So I'm not, and I'm not saying Corey is, he, he grew his company and it's right. a huge successful company, but money is not what drives me. So I want to create a successful business that makes money, but it's not what drives me every day. It's not what gets me out of bed. Uh, but I, I, I love lawn maintenance. It's kind of like you were in the same boat. I love lawn maintenance. Uh, I just want to become extremely profitable in it and I want to get tight routes. I, I've recently shrinked my, uh, my route down to the city that I live in and uh, I'm slowly weeding out the ones that I had that are, 
20 and 30 minutes away, getting rid of them and only picking up people within eight to 10 miles of where I, where my house is. So uh, that's, that's what I really want to target in the next couple of years is I do want to get out of the field. Uh, I don't want to be an owner operator forever. I, Cause uh, I mean, kids are in our future. Obviously we're still young. I, I mean, I want to have kids one day. I want to be able to go to the T-ball games, go to their first day of school, like hang out with them, be at home uh, with Savannah and when they're newborn, spend that time with them. So I do want to get out of the field. I would like to have two, three employees, something like that. But uh, and I might jump into a second crew one day. But that, that's really where I where I want to stay is, uh, is lawn maintenance. Become really profitable at it. Uh, make a good name in our community. And that's I, really I, that's a good question. So now that we're sitting here, I'm thinking about it. I would like to be like the community lawn lawn, lawn maintenance company. That we have a company here right now. Uh, it's a set of triplets. And they run our community. Like they, there's a bunch of different landscapers around us. Uh, I'm actually right down the road from Jason Krill. He does fertilization and stuff right down uh, in our neighborhood. But um, there's a lot of different companies. But the triplets, everybody knows who the triplets are. Like they're called Triple Care, and and every, they have the commercial accounts. They have the city halls. They have the big neighborhood entrances. Everyone knows who they are. That's what I want to be in our community. I don't want to be statewide, region wide. I want to I want to hone in and say, look. Growing Green Landscapes is a great business. They they provide great service, and I want to build a relationship with Triple Care. I don't want to put them out of business. I want to go alongside them and say, "Hey, let's take over Trustful. Let's let's both of us be quality, high quality service providers." And um, so, I guess that's that's kind of rambling on there. But I want to get out of the field, have two or three employees, maybe jump into a second crew, start a maybe start a small landscaping division, doing some side projects here and there. But uh, I. I I don't know. I'm still figuring out it, the next five years is really going to, it's going to tell what happens when, uh, if we end up having kids, if, uh, I don't know if we move somewhere, I don't know what the future holds, but, uh, for what we're doing now is really, really hitting on the podcast. That's where I want to go. That's my, if you, if you asked what my 10 year goal was, I would honestly say grow the podcast to where I did that full time. And if the business, uh, if the lawn maintenance business, uh, had to sell it or we, we traveled or something for the podcast, I would be fine with it. Uh, I want to use the lawn maintenance company to um, definitely grow grow my life and my family over the next five to 10 years, but it's not something that I'm stuck to the, the rest of my life. I don't want it to be. I want to be able to get out of the field and hire some employees, build a sellable business. That's what everybody should be doing out there right now is uh, if you're out there starting, start the right way. If you've already started, fix the things that you need to fix. Uh, get your routes in job or LMN or yard, but whatever service you use, uh, build a sellable business where somebody can go in there and say, uh, when you want to sell it one day, you can say, look, here's what we have. Here's our records. Here's our customers. Here's how much, how much we charge them. Here's what your revenues will be. And it's not just hearsay like, oh, uh, well, I'm going to tell you this. There's no proof behind it, but uh, pay me a million dollars for a company. Uh, well, that's not going to happen. So I want to build a sellable business one day. I really want to push the podcast. And I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. I'm I'm really excited for what, what the future holds. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be a fun journey along the way. Well, that sounds uh, exciting. Uh, good stuff there. You are young, so you have a lot of time and you're very ambitious. Oh, yeah. So there's lots of opportunities there. So a lot, you have a fun, exciting life, uh, rest of your road there ahead of you. So I look, will say I'm an entrepreneur, though. I will not work for anyone else. That's I have no desire to. Uh, I, if I do one thing, I want to be able I've never worked for anyone else. I've always I worked for the guy that I was working for in high school, but that I've never had a W-2 job. I've always worked for my own, provided my own income. So that is one thing that I want to stick to is whether it be podcasts, maintenance company, whatever it may be. I, I want to, 
I want to control my future and my destiny. I, I want to control my income and uh, what, what our family holds in the future. That's a great, that's a great thing there for sure. Well, let's uh, wrap things up with a uh, little pod I don't know if I'm ready here. for these. We were talking about this. I don't know if I'm ready. You were really like yeah, come, at me earlier. Well, we'll see. What's this one here? Let's see here. This is uh, – Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're starting it off with something good. What is your greatest regret? Oh, man. I don't oh, – that's tough. I know. Good night. We can't that's, have dead air on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it, the first answer would be, yeah, cut my fingers off. That that's a pretty big regret. Yeah. Uh, that I I don't enjoy that. Um, honestly, I, it's kind of a weird answer. I wish I would have paid attention more in high school. I wish I would have like studied history more uh, because, uh, and, and I wish I would have studied politics more actually because we won't get into that. But <laughs> we know what's going on in the government nowadays and with all the stuff that's going on. So yeah, uh, I wish I would have known. I wish I knew more than I know now about. Uh, the way government works, the way history has unfolded in the past, that type of stuff. It's kind of a weird answer, but I think that might honestly be it. No, that's cool, man. That This is all about whatever you want to say, whatever you want to answer. Just get a different side of Jeremiah. <laughs> Let's pull another one out. All right. Um, this this is a good one. This is a lighthearted. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Uh. <laughs> That one. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty good. That's about it. Uh, uh, that, uh, uh, let's see. That's, I try not to do that. I'm trying to get better about it. Oh, about using it then. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't realize how much you use it until you don't. But that, that's probably it. And I don't know. I mean, uh, I think that's that's probably my number one is um, – yeah, that's probably my number one is just using uh in every other sentence because – it's just not professional. I don't like it. I, it doesn't sound good coming over the coming over the air, especially when you're in, especially when you're talking to like higher end professional speakers and stuff. If you, if you ever want to do public speaking, right? Something to get out of your vocabulary. So that's that's what I'll fix, honestly. Yeah, podcasting has a way. Uh, definitely makes you listen. Usually, you have no choice, right? You're listening to your if, yeah. you, if you listen to your own episode. I mean, you have to at least. I would imagine everyone at least proof listens to their episode, yeah. you know, whether they listen yeah. to it later on down the road, that's a whole nother thing. But it, it, when you listen to yourself, I mean, you know, us making YouTube videos, the same kind of deal. We're like, you know, cringing at our, our, the sound of our yeah. voice or the expressions we make or something. Mm -hmm. And we're like editing ourselves. Like as we're like, the more we get into it, the more we self edit when you're recording the podcast or you're recording a video, you know, you're just, you're just constantly self editing. So for sure, that's uh that's uh, definitely something that will help you get better at not saying um all the time, right? Because yeah. you'll you, you have you'll be listening to, to the podcast. Um, all right, one 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 more. You got one. You got time for one more here? Oh, I'm good. All right, good as see. long as you're ready. Let's see what we got here. We got all right. If you could ask one person one question and they had to answer truthfully, who and what would you ask? <laughs> that's a oh, that's my a doozy. Goodness. These are wow! You're not taking it easy tonight. If I had one question to ask one person, they had to answer truthfully. Man, um, I don't know. That's tough. What would what would yours be? What would yours be? I'm going back. Oh, I'm going back you're, at you. you're flipping it on me now, huh? <laughs> These are all random, by the way. Yeah. Did you see me? I'm picking them no, out. You picked them out earlier and stuck them in there. <laughs> you did. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I just I can't answer my the questions I'm giving you. Oh man. yeah, yeah, you know it's hard. You don't have an answer for us. What it is? Here, let's pick another one. Let's pick another one. See if we can find one that's that's a little bit easier here. Oh, this is good. What's left on your bucket list? Oh, bucket if you list. have a bucket list. Yeah, I do. Um, I definitely do. I would. It, I say money doesn't drive me, and this is kind of a vain thing. I would like to make a million dollars just to say I made a million dollars. That would be kind of a cool thing to say. And uh, I don't know. I don't I don't live for it, but that, that would be cool to do one day. I definitely want to travel. Uh, I, I, I love traveling. I love flying. Uh, I definitely want to get to definitely want to get to Alaska. I definitely want to get to Australia. That's a big Australia. I would love to go to Australia, go out in the bush. Yeah, um, it would be that would be something that was amazing. I want to go to Israel and see where Jesus walked and see the the Bible literally played out in front of you there in Israel. So I'd love to go to Israel. And uh, I don't know, I guess bucket list is uh, have a few kids, have a great family and just, I don't know, live life to the fullest. Uh, just, I just want to go out and pr- provide for my family and uh, help somebody else as, as I've been helped. Like I said, I've been helped so many areas. I want to be able to help somebody else out there, whether it be, uh, give them, I don't know, have a podcast with them, do a coaching call or give them $5 on the side of the road or buy their lunch or anything like that. I just want to give back to the community. You know, just that's my bucket list is I want to help other people. That's what I'm in it for. Nice. Wow. Well, let's, um, that, that was a doozy to end up on there. That's, that's a good one there. So I think, I think we, we will, uh, we'll get you off the hook for, for the rest. I think you're good. That <laughs> you answered yeah, enough of that, those questions. That one, one question, one person, I don't know that. Yeah. I might ask Joe Biden if he won the election. Then actually, <laughs> if he had a truthfully answer it, right, right. I might yeah. ask him if he actually got all the votes or not. Who knows? But. <laughs> nice. So, um, so let's let's uh let's wrap it up here. And why don't you tell everyone where we can find you, what you got going on, name of your podcast, Instagram, or anything yeah. else you have going on. Go ahead and, and plug everything. So, where you can find me in person is actually we didn't even get to hit on this really this time. This episode flew by, but. GIE. It's my first time at GIE this year, so I'm going to go there, and I'm excited to meet everybody and build a bunch of relationships. Uh, probably won't be doing much podcasting actually at GIE, but want to build relationships to, to come home and bang out a lot of podcasts uh, in the future. So if you're there, come come find me, text me wherever you are, and, and I'd love to meet up. I'm going to be at the meetup, the, the rally. I'm going to be at the uh, podcasting event. So uh, I, I'll be there. A lot of familiar faces, I'm sure. A lot of new faces to meet. So you can catch me there at all those events. But uh, on the socials aspect of things, uh, I'm on Instagram at Growing Green Landscapes. Uh, I have a small YouTube channel. It's not even really worth plugging. I don't do much on it. Uh, Growing Green Landscapes on there, but uh, on Facebook as well. And then the podcast is Growing Green Landscapes podcast. It, what a great name! It's so so original. Uh, but it's, I don't know. It's the best thing I came up with when I wanted to get started. I just had to get something out there. So yeah, well, it's branding. You're keeping, keeping it consistent, right? That that's right. So it, everybody knows if, if you're out there growing green landscapes is the same on everything. Uh, we're on all major platforms. Go check out the podcast. It's, I put a lot of time and effort into it. I really enjoy it. As you can tell, uh, this has been an upbeat interview. I, I love what I'm doing. And, uh, if you're out there, do something you want to do. Like don't, don't do something that you're not interested in. If, if you're thinking about, oh, I should start a podcast to be famous or to be, be, meet these people, but you don't really care about it, don't do it. If you don't care about giving back to the community, if you don't care about building relationships, don't do it. Uh, don't do it for the money. Don't do it for that, the fame, like, uh, and, and whatever it is, and not just podcasting, but uh, whatever aspect of life it is, don't get sucked up into that whole, the vain way of thinking. 
um, do it, do it for, for a good reason. But that's where we are. Podcasts growing around landscapes podcast. We're out there for, uh, anybody go check us out. And, uh, we get a lot of great interviews, had you on here on our show as well. Great show. We've had, uh, Paul Jamison, uh, hope to get a, a lot more guests in the future, but uh, just ready to see what the future holds. I don't know where we're going to go in the next year, but, uh, I hope y'all come and come and join us along the way. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me tonight, Jeremiah. And uh, I appreciate the time that you took and I look forward to seeing you at the GIE. Um, yeah. And uh, thank you to the, the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And as always, this is a Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.